everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Radio's Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Man, that was a back and forth game, up and down. Uh, Flyers had a little bit of bad luck with the uh, with the no goal. Uh, some shoddy goaltending in spots. In other spots, Brian Elliott came up huge. It was uh, it was absolutely freaking crazy. Uh, that was that was such a weird game. Flyers need to get this thing straight. I don't know what happened to the team defense. I don't know where it went, uh, but that was just that was just a. Uh, they're playing way too wide. This team isn't. Uh, they have some offensive skill, but they're not built to win wide open like this. Their calling card for most of the first half of the season was team defense. I don't know where it is gone. Uh, this it's just an incredibly frustrating game because you get the two zero lead early. Travis Konechny. After Konechny's goal, which was, what, 30-some seconds into the game, the game plan needed to be fire everything and everything, uh, anything and everything, at James Reimer. Because he was clearly, uh, he just clearly had no feel for the puck tonight. I'm not usually one of these, oh, they pass too much, this and that. They absolutely needed to take more shots on goal tonight. Now, credit to Carolina. They're really good at limiting shots and chances against. They're really good at, uh, you know, winning that battle. But there was there were opportunities to be had tonight. Again, obviously, you know they score a goal that the referees don't allow because of lazy officiating and a stupid rule. But when things aren't going your way, they're not going your way. I know that's you know that's obvious to say, but they overcame that, and that's good. But really, the situation that they need to overcome is giving up four straight goals. You really shouldn't do that. Just a weird game tonight, uh, not how you wanted to close out the road trip. You get a point, but the team directly ahead of you in the standings also gets one, and then they get the second one in overtime. But to me, the overtime, I mean, they hit a crossbar. They had a few chances. The overtime, um, it's not always going to go your way. That's their first loss in the three-on-three this year. Yeah, so many games have gone to shootouts for them, and they're around 500 in shootouts, but Three and zero in the three on three coming in, you got to feel pretty good. They control it for most of the time, but then, you know, we have a, a player loses a stick. Dougie Hamilton walks in, just waiting, waiting for someone to step up so he could use that guy as a screen, and boom, beats Elliot again. Elliot had some amazing saves tonight, but they are still a bunch he'd like back. They they weigh each other out, you know, but he needs to be better, especially. Um, in holding a lead, like when you're up 2-0 in the first, ain't no reason it's 2-2 uh, at the end of the uh, at the end of the period. You just need to be better than that, and it's not just Elliot. Trust me, not just blaming Brian Elliot. Although even Keith or even uh, Jim Jackson pointed out they haven't gotten a ton of saves on this trip. Now they're coming home. They have Washington. The schedule is really tough. Let's take a quick look ahead at this schedule. Come right back tomorrow, 7:30 puck drop. They are back home against the Caps, who they beat, I believe they beat in a shootout this year. I think that's what happened. It was like a 2-1 shootout win, something like that. Uh, and then Saturday, home against Tampa. Monday, they are home against Boston. And then they go to St. Louis next Wednesday. So they have a week of really tough games coming up. They have a back-to-back the following Thursday. And if you are looking for somewhere to watch any of these games, may I suggest to you Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. That's right, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern, right there in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. I can't put the place over enough. I've been telling you all year now, Fitzpatrick's is the best place at the Jersey Shore and one of the best places in the entire area. 
to watch a Flyers game or any game because they always have sports on at Fitzpatrick's. But hockey's their specialty because the owner, Timmy Fitzpatrick, huge hockey fan, and he's always there making sure that beer is cold and that food is hot. Go to Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. Can't put it over enough. All right, let's get to you guys now. Uh, how are you now? Good, and you? Uh, what a trip. No defense or goaltending. Yeah, the things that they were getting by on, and really this goes back to the last road trip. Um, you, you know, they come home after that 0-3 road trip, and it looks like they got everything straight. But they go right back out on the road and give up all that ground, and now suddenly – they're on the outside of the playoffs looking in. I realize they still have 40 games to make it up, but we're at the halfway point, and this team's searching for an identity. And early in the season, it looks like we knew what this team's identity was. They're going to play great team defense. They're going to give their goalie a shot, and they're going to capitalize on their opportunities. They scored enough tonight. Again, you know, you can say they scored five goals. They kind of got screwed out of one, but such is life. Refereeing is bad. Bad calls happen when things aren't going your way. They're really not going your way. But God damn, man, they need to tighten up the transition, that transition game by uh, by Carolina. Now, they're a fast, skilled team. That's how they play. But shit, man, you can't make it so easy for them to get through two-thirds of the ice before you apply any pressure. Pressure and the uh, just the gaps, just everything needs to be tightened. Phil Myers made me mad on that OT goal. Yeah, everyone kind of made me mad tonight. Myers has been playing a lot of up-and-down hockey. You see his freak athletic athleticism out there, and you also see why uh, a coach gets frustrated with him in the lineup, uh, you know, some nights. So it's we're seeing both sides of a lot of these guys. Um, you know, Travis Sanheim among them. Sanheim has had a frustrating season from a lot of perspectives, but then you just see that high-end ability tonight gets that goal. Like, shit, man, where is that all the time? Now, I realize if he could do that all the time, He'd be like a Norris contender and a superstar, but just a little bit more consistency out of a guy they're really depending on. This team needs to be more physical. It's so apparent. I thought I thought they were very physical to start this game. I Seven, eight minutes into the game, one of my notes was, man, they are really finishing their checks tonight. Uh, they definitely had that physical edge, wanted to get that, uh, wanted to get that four check going. And it just it didn't seem to carry over. I do think uh, the physicality lacked in the second half of the game, which and and that was kind of one of the things that was going the other way for them uh, so much early in the season was they get the forecheck going, you know, second period into the third period and really wear teams down with it. And it just didn't seem to have the same traction tonight. Now late when they're pushing, they did uh, have a few good possessions and get it going, but. Throughout the game, I thought they definitely could have done a better job of applying that first first pressure. But then that second guy, man, has to come in. I, I'm still seeing a lot of, like, the first guy in gets his puck on a stick. It's there. But then that second wave, that second and third forechecker coming in, those forwards uh, on that second wave of our, of our forecheck just uh, aren't making the plays that they were earlier in the year. Myers was bad tonight. Yeah, I didn't uh, – I wasn't in love with Myers' game tonight. This team is in a slump. This is a good time of year to have. This is a good time of year to have this. They need to follow it up with a big win tomorrow and roll from there. See, I just listen. Yeah, I've seen plenty of Flyers teams look awesome in November and December and wear out as the you know more important games start to matter. But just in terms of scheduling, this is not a great time to be in a slump because now 
like I just ran through the schedule, Washington, Tampa, Boston, St. Louis, Montreal, L.A., uh, and then Pittsburgh before uh, and after the All-Star break. So it's it's a tough schedule. I, I realize Montreal and L.A. aren't world beaters, but they just lost to L.A. Uh, pretty pretty convincingly. And Montreal is on the second half of a back-to-back. Yeah, right after they go to St. Louis, they're home again. They have to travel um, to come home and play Montreal. So it's not like that's going to be an easy game. And it's not like you can count on goaltending to help you like they did early in the season. The goaltending was so freaking phenomenal uh, for the most part of the first half. And it has dried up quickly. I was wondering if the hit on Provi affected the rest of of his game. Uh, Provy made some good and bad plays tonight. Uh, the hit was definitely a big hit. Um, uh, maybe it's possible. Maybe he just tweaked something, or maybe it was in his head. They don't shoot enough. Uh, they didn't tonight. I'll say that. I mean, early in the year, they they were taking more shots than anybody almost. They were like top five in shots on goal and shot attempts per game. But it's just another thing. Like so many things have gone the other way in the last three weeks. It's crazy. That's Elliot. Looks great one minute and horrible the next. Yeah, like some of the saves he made tonight and the guys he made them on. Spetch a couple of times, that one crazy kick save, that toe save on, uh, I think it was Ajo. Like he made some freaking awesome saves tonight. And then like two of those goals at least were, uh, like, come on, bro. Come on. Post-game interview by every player after every game. We just got to be better, got to be ready to go. I mean, they were ready to go tonight. It's not tonight, This wasn't an effort thing to me tonight. Like, they came out and took a 2-0 lead. They weren't not ready to go. They looked really good in the first eight minutes of this game, I thought. It was – listen, again, we have to give some credit to Carolina. They're really good. Um, they're one of my – I had them at the beginning of the year as one of my cup favorites. But you've beaten them twice, and it's pretty clear that you can play with them. They have every game. It's not like they're worlds better than you. Uh, they just, man, just have these lapses for five, ten minutes of every game. Even when they play well, they didn't play overly bad tonight. Uh, for the most part, they were fine. They just have those lapses, and you see it like, oh, two goals in two minutes, huh? Cool. Like, that's not good. You have to come back stronger than that. And for a lot of this season, they were so much mentally tougher uh, than they've been in years past that this hasn't been a problem for the first time in a while. And it's just another one of their bad habits rearing its head. Um, uh, Vigneault has some work to do. The best players in the team have some work to do. We're going to talk about the road numbers. We will be recording a BSH radio tomorrow. It's back! Finally, the flagship show is returning. Uh, we're going to record it in the afternoon, so it'll be ready to go for you before the game. And, uh, you know, you'll, you'll have it, and we'll talk about the road trip and everything, obviously. We don't love recording them on, uh, on game days just because – you know, what's the shelf life, but we think there's enough about uh, this road trip and everything to talk about that it's at least worth discussing. We haven't done an episode because all these holidays have been falling on Wednesdays and it's been crazy. So coming back, we'll talk about this road trip. But one of the things I want to point out is everybody's numbers on the road, it, except for like one or two guys. Like everyone wants to look at Hart's numbers, home versus road and everything. But it, it's so many players in the team have terrible home road splits. Yeah, killer schedule. It's a tough one. Elliot has uh, Elliot has had to go three really soft goals tonight. He couldn't stop a beach ball. That's the thing. The tough ones he stopped. It was like two or three bad ones tonight, though. It was it was rough. And at a certain point, you are gonna have to look 
at internal and external options, whether it be Alex Lyon or going out and making a trade, because they can't keep doing this. They can't give up four or five goals a game and hope to win. Like, nobody can win that way. Uh, at what po- Okay, and that's a good follow-up there, Cody. Uh, what's Alex Lyon doing this year? At what point does he get a shot at backup? He had a phenomenal start to the season. Uh, he's fallen off a little. He still has like a 914 save percentage down there last I checked. He's been fine lately, but he was phenomenal to start the year. And I'm not the biggest Alex Lyon fan in the world, but they have to figure this out. And maybe you do have to give him a look. They have these back-to-backs coming up. Um, I don't know. It, I wouldn't be opposed to giving Alex Lyon a start uh, over over Brian Elliott at some point. Uh, as much as I want to win and play the best player, I think uh, Carter Hart just, no matter what, you have to keep putting him out there because the talent is so great that eventually he'll be good again. We've seen him slump before and then come back and be freaking amazing. We've got a lot of home games coming up. We all know about his home road splits, so uh, we'll uh, we'll see what happens there, but I am not opposed to giving Alex Lyon a shot, uh, at least a couple of games as a backup, uh, give Elliott some time off, you know, we all know he wears down, we we all know his history, really good, then really bad, then really, so I, I'm not totally, uh, I've been anti-Alex Lyon for some time now, but what else are you going to do? Kane's wanted to win more. I don't, I mean... The Flyers did score five goals. They just didn't allow one, and they hit a crossbar in overtime. Like, I don't know how you come to the conclusion the Canes wanted it more. Their shot went in. Like, I, it went to overtime, and it's a crossbar difference. I, Ghost hit one in regulation. It really does look like we are scared to touch other players or get within three feet of them, aside from the occasional boarding. I don't get that sense. Lots of games left. There are, um, there are lots of games left. But these are, uh, man, you really needed these two points, and you needed to not. That was the thing. Yeah, it was nice to tie it up, and that's kind of why that disallowed goal hurts. Because even if you win it in overtime, Carolina's one point ahead of you in the standings. You give them one, it you didn't make up as much ground as you could have. So, uh, no, the season's not over yet. I'm not. I'm. I'm still. I think this team is good enough to make some things happen in the second half of the season, but it, we're in the second half now. Time to actually make those things happen. Obviously, the depth issues, some injuries and stuff, some guys not performing uh, up to the level you'd hoped, but uh, they they need to turn it on. They need to turn it on real fast. The defense was bad. Meanwhile, Ghost and Haig were each a plus three, LOL. Yeah, and that's, you know, uh, Ghost made some good plays tonight, and that's, like that, uh, that rip he took that hit the crossbar, more of that. Just go wild. I don't even – if Ghost never even crosses his own goddamn blue line at this point, I don't care. Just let Ghost go. Let him be a Brent Burns-style rover out there. Let him line up on defense and play and be a fourth forward. Like, we need more of that. We need more of that, that pressure, that offensive uh, instinct there. It's tough, tough break for him hitting that freaking post because – that would have been a real confidence builder right there for him. Hey, Bill, halfway through the season, how would you evaluate Farabee as a player? Yes, I know he's a rookie, but do you think offense, defense, or just a two-way? Do you think offense? I mean, uh, I think he's a young kid learning his way. I think his ability to play two-way hockey when he's not producing keeps him in the lineup. 
and that's important because a guy with that kind of skill can get hot at any point, but if you're not doing other things, you don't give yourself the opportunity to stay in the lineup. So, listen, we all want more out of Farabee. We want one of these kids to just come up and be a damn stud right away. I know I do. I'm freaking dying for someone to just go, I'm here and things are different, but that just hasn't been the way it's been with a lot of these guys. Most players aren't, you know, superstars at his age. I would love for him to be a first-line producer right now. I see the value in his game. He's got a lot of things to work on. I think most of it is just learning the game at this level, and I hate that we're finally in a position. They have a lot of they, – they had some depth. Some injuries and other things that have happened kind of depleted it a little bit, but it's a shame that they're finally in this position, and we do have a – we are still in a little bit of, well, some guys got to learn this one. So we'll see how it goes. Can't believe a month ago we were in fifth in all of the NHL. Now we aren't even in a playoff spot. It's these road splits, man. They're just so bad on the road. They've got, what, seven, eight regulation losses now since mid-December. Uh, like, that's not good. Their passing is brutal anymore. Yeah, that that's something I really noticed tonight. And it wasn't just the passing. Just the the puck handling, every it seemed like every minor skill except for on um except for on Raffles goal, which was freaking incredible, it just seemed like everything was a little off tonight. Uh, a couple of times guys could have been sprung on odd man rushes or even breakaways, but pass was just a little behind him and stuff like that. It, it, it was that was a tough one. Do you feel good about how things might go tomorrow? I feel that I, I'm. I have no idea what to expect from this team anymore, but just based on what I've seen this season, Carter Hart at home gives them a hell of a chance. Now, how they play in front of them, how Hart responds to a couple of bad outings, we will see, but you always have a chance with Carter Hart at home. His goals against is like sub two. Voracek needs to go. I love the people that say Voracek needs to go and spell his name wrong. They're my favorite. Also, he was the Flyers' best player tonight, so like that's great. This team looks nothing like the same team from three weeks ago. Such a disappointment. It is a disappointment. I'm trying to remain positive that they're closer to that. I'm trying to believe that the team we see on home ice is closer to who they really are than we see when they're on the road. But at a certain point, you just have to play good hockey regardless of venue. I mean, I know that this schedule's been nuts. I know all these things are adding up against you. But shit, man, you're good enough to win more games than you're winning right now. That's all there is to it. Uh, there there are a lot of reasons things are going wrong. Some of them are very much on the flyers, and some of them are external circumstances that just suck for them. But they're better than they're playing, and that's plainly obvious to everybody. We need to trade for a goalie. Um, I'm not against it if they can figure out um, – as some way to open up money, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be against it. I would not mind seeing Alex Lyon get a shot at the backup spot or at least uh, a couple of games to maybe just allow Elliot to clear his head and uh, just rest and, you know, get over being old or whatever the hell his problem is. But I uh, trading for a goalie um, – is definitely not out of the question. I wouldn't mind it. Um, you know, you're not getting a number one. I mean, that's not happening. But someone who can come in and 
take you know 30 percent, 40 percent of the starts, um, and give you a chance, which Elliott just hasn't lately. Would not be opposed. Would not be opposed. Shame we couldn't get Morozik and Net. Seems to be the Flyers' lucky charm. Yeah, they lit Morozik up a couple times this year, and Reimer has decent numbers on the season. He was shaky tonight, man. Reimer was not good. Uh, and again, they beat him five times. I, that that whistle is really tough. That's a really tough rule that you just, oh yeah, well we lost sight of it. Like I don't know how any goal that squeaks in under a goalie isn't blown dead. If that's the rule, I, I don't I don't get it. And that was just lazy officiating because it squeaked in. It was never covered. That was lazy. That's um, was it the Predators Penguins? Was that a game six? Yeah, game six when the referee was just standing in the corner, not paying attention, blew the whistle. Uh, well, you know, when it's <laughs> ridiculous whistle. Uh, they need to do something about that rule. And I, like, I'm not just trying to blame the refs here. There's a lot of reasons they lost tonight. Team defense was bad. Goalie was bad. They hit a couple of posts. Um, but they did score five goals. It happened. I watched them go in the net. Tough one. Joe should have had that goal. Had Reimer beat. Just hit the post. Yeah, man. And that, you know, that's hockey. That's maybe that's all Reimer was giving him. You know, when you hit the post, um, that's part of the goalie's equipment. Post is the goalie's best friend. That bad whistle call during the power play that didn't allow Voracek's goal to stick was pretty devastating, and it's tough. Uh, but like I've said a couple of times, man, when things aren't going your way, they're not going your way. You have to overcome them. You have to make the plays. Make an extra play. They still had opportunities to win that game. Like these, you know, ghost posts, posts in the, uh, they, they had a couple of overtime opportunities. I mean, they had the puck for the whole beginning of overtime until Dougie Hamilton ended, ended it. So, it, you know, you have to make your own breaks. That's the only way to get out of these slumps is you go out and uh, exert your will. Bring back Solars. Why was he even traded anyway? Because he's not that good. He's just some guy. Uh, Cody, I personally believe Lyon would be a good NHL backup. I have no idea. Maybe. Um, I think at a certain point you have to give him a shot because the goaltending has been really bad lately. And I hate to get on the goalie carousel again. Like, I don't want to just start bringing in the uh, Cal Pickards and Mike McKenna's of the world. But if you have Alex Lyon and he's playing well in the AHL, maybe he's worth a shot. Now, how much better is he? I don't know, but they do need to shore up the goaltending. It's a decent bit away, but where would you try to improve at the trade deadline if this hot-slash-cold hockey continues? Man, I mean, they just they really need a 3C. Um, they really need another middle six center. That's, that's, that's pretty apparent. Um, I would love another defenseman because I don't love, uh, you know, Haig in the lineup every night. Now, again, Haig, uh, he actually made I th that subtle little move to set up uh, on, on Giroux's long pass for the first goal. Um, Haig, that subtle little uh, touch to um, to Konechny was one of the best plays of, of Haig's career. So I don't want to sit here and kill him all night because he was fine. Uh, I just, you all know, I, with Braun out, I, it's, it's different. Uh, I, I think Braun is better than Haig, but I just don't like having them both in the lineup. So if only one of them is, I... You can live with it. I wish Braun was the guy, but he's hurt, so we can live with Haig. But I'd love another defenseman. But I think the issue right now, um, they need they need another middle six center. They just the depth they were supposed to have isn't there. You know, we all know the Nolan Patrick issue. 
and Morgan Frost wasn't the answer. They got Michael Roffel there. It's Lawton, whoever. Zorobiev is still up. Like They just need uh, to figure that out, and I think that would even out a little bit of the scoring, though. Uh, Roffel made a freaking awesome play on that one, uh, that one golden night, though. It does make me feel a little better uh, that we seem to be hanging with every team we play in the East, uh, except the Islanders. Uh, listen, I know that's the I know this team can play with other teams, um, because when they just had a couple of productive players and mostly replacement level guys, they were mediocre. You know, we talk about how they've been mediocre for so long, but really the issue is they just let. Jeru Voracek and, you know, like Simmons when he was actually good, like a couple of good players carry a replacement level everything else. Now I know they I know they're good enough to win and play with a lot of teams because they have better players than they did. It's not about playing. Listen, and I know what this season is. This is season one of things finally starting to turn around for this team. Got a lot of young guys. There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs. That's what happens when you're depending on a bunch of 21-year-olds, 22-year-olds, 23-year-olds. I get it. But, uh, man, they just got to be a little more consistent and figure this thing out on the road. Is it just the Flyers? Does every team have a lot of back-to-backs? Flyers have 17 this year. I know the Flyers have a ton. Uh, I haven't looked at every team's schedule. I know they have more than most. Um, Such is life. That's the schedule. It's tough. The whole thing has been tough all year. This schedule has been a pain in the dick. Since the day it started uh, with them going to fucking Europe to open the season. (laughs) It's a tough schedule. Such is life. That's hockey. Go out and win more games. Elliot has been good early in the season, but both our goalies and defensemen have been letting the team down. Elliot did start the year very well, but this is a bunch of games in a row now where he hasn't looked very good. Or at least like three out of the last four or four out of the last five, something like that. He's, um, He's a guy who wears down, and he's been inconsistent for his time in Philly. That's... Man, when he's on, he's on. He looks I, – I, I like him. He's battled. That's why – and listen, I, I'm not trying to kill Elliott tonight. He wasn't very good, but they could have helped him out a little bit in front of him a couple of times. He did let him some soft ones. Also made some huge saves. I will say he battled and gave them a chance. Um, some of the goals were bad, but some of the saves were phenomenal. So uh, it could have gone either way with his uh, with, the, with the game he played tonight. But overall, he needs to be a lot better. He is the veteran guy. We know the 21-year-old is going to have high highs and low lows. That's what. That's why, like, you know, Ron Hextall was like, no, I'm good on playing a 20-year-old to start the season. Now, you know, was that a mistake? We can relitig- relitigate that all we want. But the fact remains, when the young future goaltender, um, who's already pretty damn good, is in a slump, you need the veteran backup to come in and take some of the load off his shoulders, and Elliott has failed to do that a couple of times now. So you see a second-half run like they have done the past few years to try to make it back into the playoff picture. Yeah, that's something we've talked about, like, on different VSH radio episodes, I think. Um, if If they're able to replicate what they've done in a bunch of years past, and that's play exceedingly well in the second half of the season, and actually, like, do some good things in the first half, which they did, um, they'll be in pretty good shape. Now, they're, they're kind of wasting a lot of the work they did in the first couple of months of the season w- with their recent play, but, you know, uh, 
if the rest of January is awesome, then things will be good, and they can go from there. It's it, Everything is very much up in the air right now. I am trying to remain as positive as possible because I believe in the mix. I think the pieces are there. I think they need a little bit more, whether they get it or not. Um, I won't blame Chuck Fletcher for, like, not going all in on a bunch of rentals. But if you can live with uh, a piece or two that it isn't going to cost you a whole lot and just nominally help the team, just give you a little bit more depth anywhere, at any position right now, um, I would like to see him go for that and uh, see how things turn out. I still think this is a playoff team. I think after 82 games, they will have enough points to play in the playoffs. And that, well, the, the goal was to win a playoff round, so that isn't enough. But you can't win a round without getting there. So your regular season goal is getting into the playoffs. Now, for me personally, it was being top three in the division. But as we have seen, this division's pretty damn good. Still pisses me off that Pittsburgh is doing well with all those missing players. Yeah, what the fuck? Fucking Pittsburgh, man. Fucking Pittsburgh. Oh, Florida did lose tonight. Wow, that's good. Next year will be the year to really judge Farabee. Um, yes and no. Like, it's still hard to know what a guy is before he's 23, 24. Like, yes, some studs really break out early. Trust me. If he's fucking the next Miko Rantanen, awesome. But even if he's not a stud next year, that doesn't mean he won't develop into a really good player. Um, I... I expect him to be better, obviously. I expect him to just be more productive. But um, it's it's going to be – it's a process. We've seen it with all these guys. We, we've seen it with every single young player they've brought up for how long now. Um, it's it, it's more – it takes more time and it's more frustrating than we ever want it to be. Is Ghost broken? Uh, I'm going to talk about Ghost on tomorrow's BSH Radio. Um Man, I don't. I thought he played pretty well tonight. I thought he made some nice plays. Had a couple of. Man, there was one. Uh, I think it was in the third period. Uh, he he has the puck behind that. It might have been in the second. I can't remember. I have my notebook. It's upstairs. I wrote it down. It's not in front of me because this th- that, like that's every game. I forget my shit upstairs after I hit go live, and here we are. Um, but yeah, uh, Ghost had this one, and again, I think he made some good plays tonight. And I don't think he played all that poorly, but. He also did some shit out there. There was one play, has the puck, he's slowing it down behind the net, letting some things develop. I, I think it was Provorov is like over on the uh, left wing hash, skating, trying to open up some room. A hurricane pinches down. It, he's totally covered. And Ghost, he basically just threw it at him. He just winged the puck at, I think it was Provorov, basically hit him in the ass with it. Uh, my laptop's dying. Give me one second here. Bam. Uh, basically, like, just – it wasn't even an aerial pass. It was just, like, he picked it up and threw it at him. He chucked that at him like a rock, basically, uh, and, like, hit Provorov in the ass with it, and it was a bad turnover. And, like, I, it was just – I don't know. I don't know what the answer is with Ghost. Um, I hate to let a guy like him go because I know what the potential is. I wonder if it's ever going to work. I wonder if he's ever going to figure out what he really is. I thought – this year, coming in as a third third pairing X factor, was a really good role for him. You know, he can just focus on doing the things he does well. He doesn't have to play a ton of minutes. He doesn't have to play a ton of hard minutes. There's guys ahead of him on the depth chart. It just hasn't been there this year. He just hasn't. And tonight was, I thought, one of his more. He made more positive plays tonight than he has in a lot of games this year. 
That's not to say he didn't make a bunch of mistakes. That's not to say he wasn't very frustrating for a lot of the game. I just thought he was – he made more noticeable plays tonight than he's been. But I, I don't know – I don't know what the alternative is either. I don't know how you replace him. If you take him out of the lineup, who the hell plays? Mark Friedman? Like, I don't know if Mark Friedman's any good or not. I keep hearing reports out of the AHL that he's really uh, improved over the last couple of years, taken his game to another level, uh, become a lot more consistent. I have no freaking idea. We'll see, maybe. Uh, they only have six healthy defensemen right now, and you know they don't love playing Hague every night. Maybe Friedman gets a shot uh, with, with Braun out. And then when everyone gets healthy, maybe it does make Ghost expendable. I don't know, but is Ghost broken? I don't want to say yes because I don't want to – like, be on the let's just run ghost out of town train because I have lived in fear of the next Patrick Sharp, the next Justin Williams uh, for quite a while. And I don't want to give up on any of these guys. I've said for a long time, I'd rather see a lot of these players fail here than exceed else than, uh, yeah, um, than have success elsewhere. Succeed it. That, that's the word I was looking for. Than succeed elsewhere. But shit, man, he, he just hasn't been very good. I, is he broken? Guess we're going to find out. Fan, stop saying you need to get rid of Jake. It's not happening. Say something different. Sound intelligent. And hey, listen, uh, I, I don't think uh, the number of guys I think that are untouchable on this team is a short list, and Jake isn't one of them. I just don't see a realistic scenario where you can move him and not get worse. That's that's my issue with the – I don't see a realistic scenario where, one, anyone takes his contract, and, two, if someone does, you make the team better by doing it. I don't see that scenario realistically. And, like, yes, it is just a played out, like, god damn it. Do we have to talk about trading Jake every single post game for the rest of my life? Like, is that what we're going to be doing until at least the expansion draft? I have a feeling that someone else is going in the expansion draft and not him, but who the fuck knows? Oh, I'm way behind on the comments. Coach sucks. His teams have always been soft. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you, those those Vancouver and, and Rangers teams, their problems were that they were soft. <laughs> Bjekstein, Edler? No. Don't remember those teams. Yeah, those, those Rangers teams are real soft, let me tell you. Grizz is absolutely still on the payroll. Uh, I do have a feeling... Ed Snyder was like, fuck this, I'm not writing you a check every year, here's your lump sum. <laughs> but, yeah, Briz is absolutely still on the payroll. We have a, um, there has been a story on, this is a little inside uh, baseball for you. There's been a story in our dashboard saved since the day Briz got bought out that our old site manager wrote. Um, that it, it publishes, it, it's set to publish the day he comes off the books, and it's it's been there since the day he got bought out, and it's very funny for everyone. Every time you open up the dashboard, you look in the draft, and that one's sitting right on top. This is a normal slump. They are fine. It's been a good season so far overall. It will click. Flyers rule. Johnny, I love your I love your optimism, and if it wasn't for the skid prior to Christmas. I would agree. In that one, extenuating circumstances, we all know what happened there and the, the mental state of the team. But at the end of the day, every game is worth two points, and they didn't get a bunch of points uh, basically since the middle of December till now. Um, I, like I said, I happen to I happen to believe the team that won all those games is a lot closer to who they really are than the team we're seeing right now. 
But at a certain point, it's not going to matter what I believe. That's, you know, that's, what does that matter? It's about what they do on the ice. They need to figure this thing out. They're coming home. They have a tough stretch of games ahead. They need to get this thing going. They need to beat some good teams. They need to get on track. It's, listen, I'm staying positive. I don't think this team sucks. I think a lot of things in place are very good, but they're not playing well right now. They're not playing well enough. Can we sign 2014 Steve Mason for the rest of the season? Well, we got to look at uh, we got to look at 2014 Michael Raffle tonight. Holy hell, he looked like 21 gold Michael Raffle on that move. He also had a couple of bad turnovers, uh, but man, that goal it re- it just was like, oh right, that is in him a little. He did have 21 goals that one season. Now, of course, that was with you know prime Drew and prime Voracek. So chances are. Literally anybody with top six talent could have had at least 30, but he did score 21 that year. Let us not forget. Average lifespan of a moose is 15 to 25 years. Brian Elliott is 34. He's had a good run in the NHL. I really hope you Googled that before you – before you, like, I hope you put the time and effort into that joke because if you did, it's very good. Well done, Toby. You've been on fire tonight. Keep up the good work. At least we stole a point tonight after the second. We didn't even deserve that. Yeah, it would be fine if this wasn't if it wasn't the end of this disaster road trip, and if it wasn't against a team directly ahead of the Flyers in both uh, in the division. Like, sure, but I, yeah, looks like Justin Williams back with the Canes. Yeah, I think that came about during the game. I, he was never going to play for anybody but Carolina, I can't imagine. Um, I mean, when he, like, did his little I'm retired but not thing, um, everyone was kind of like, yeah, chances are halfway through the season he's coming back and he can just give them, you know, a little extra boost in the stretch run. He just ain't ready to play, you know, a full 82 game and then play off schedule, which I think is a great um, – I think it's a great strategy for a lot of veterans like him. I thought Yager should have done it. Uh, the year uh, Yager's second year back after he left the Flyers, I, I would have. Uh, if, if I'm the Flyers, I'm like, yo, you take off half the season. We'll see you in February. Just come back for just come back for the stretch run, and all of a sudden, yeah, we're giving you a uh, one of those abbreviated contracts. Hmm, excuse me, I couldn't get that one out, but yeah. Uh, good. Justin Williams is a fun player to watch. I like the Hurricanes. I hope they make some noise in the playoffs this year. Um, this was always kind of uh, everything out of Carolina I've seen all year has been like, yeah, Justin Williams is coming back. They at least it was better than fifty percent. Let's say it would it would be almost heartbreaking to see Ghost go somewhere else and be legitimately successful. I wonder if he just needs a fresh start. Maybe that would be the wake-up call he really needs to finally get his shit together. I've just seen him be so freaking effective, and I've also seen him be so bad. I just don't know who the real player is. I love the guy. He was you know, the first young guy to really come up and, and make us go, oh, wow, yeah, they, this, this next wave of young players. Like, man, Ghost, it was just fun. Like That was the most fun flyer season of – the whole run, I would say, of mediocrity, that second half with him and Braden Shen being a point-of-game player from January on, that whole thing was a great time. 
but I don't know. I fuck, man. I don't know what's. I, I wish I had answers with ghosts. We're going to talk quite a bit about Gospel Fair on BFH Radio tomorrow, I believe. I think Friedman can replace Ghost absolutely. I would love to see someone come in and be effective. I don't care who it is. Uh, if it's Friedman, awesome. They're down to you know they're down to six healthy defensemen, and Haig is your seven. They don't love playing him every night. Maybe maybe it's Friedman who gets a shot. Uh, I think Charlie O'Connor tweeted today. Um, they were going to kind of just finish up this trip, uh, come home, figure, and basically as long as no one got hurt tonight, get through Wednesday against the Caps and then assess what they want to do in terms of call-ups or how they handle the uh, how they handle the, the the how they handle the defense situation with Braun going on the shelf for a substantial amount of time. Can we somehow trade for Simmer back? We're lacking that physical drive. Yeah, if you want to make the team worse, I guess you can trade for Simmons, who makes a ton of money and they can't afford him. You want to give up an asset for a player who's not very good anymore. Like, you're not trading for Simmons from three years ago. I hope you know that. Like, he's not very good. Uh, I love Wayne Simmons. The Wayne Simmons jersey is right here. Um, But uh, find just pick a different guy. If they want to go out and get another good third-line physical player, that's cool. It isn't Wayne Simmons. How do you fix the team defense? Brian, I don't know because all year it's been great uh, until this stretch. Uh, uh, Elaine Vigneault talked about how it's, this, is, um, this isn't an effort issue. It's not a scheme issue. It is a straight-up execution issue, and that's awesome to hear. But how come they're just not making the plays they were making? I don't get it. That's if it was just like, oh yeah, like you know, we lo- I, I, I don't know how you fix an execution issue. You just have to hope it comes back. I mean, I, that's not what the coach should do. They need to practice and reinforce, reinforce, reinforce. But I, it was so good for the first three months of the season, and then poof, went away. Two and a half months, let's say. Are we winning with Ghost? He's Matt Carl Part 2. Guys, Matt Carl is part of, like, one of the best blue lines this team ever put together, right? Like, uh, listen, Matt Carl annoyed the shit out of me, too. But paired with, uh, again, I'll always say, paired with Chris Pronger, who is, to me, one of the three best defensemen to ever play. Um, I, Matt, let's... There's no need to relitigate Matt Carl. He was what he was. He fell apart at the end of his career, but he was an effective enough player. He gave you, um, he he gave you a, a decent element out there. Ghost trade value is probably very low. I would assume you would have to take back, like in my head, it's a um, you're taking back a reclamation project as well. It would be a guy on a similar contract who. You know, a team expected 18 to 24 goals from, and he's on pace for, you know, 14. Something like that. Uh, I, I would think it would be a, a guy in a similar situation to Ghost, um, where you just hope that guy also needs a change of scenery. That's what I would expect in exchange for Gospel Fair. Um, I, I don't... I don't know how he's perceived around the league, but I know what I've been watching, and it hasn't been very good for quite a, quite a while now. So I can't imagine we get back, like, you know, a top six right now productive player. 
Uh, maybe someone who was productive like him two years ago, and but I I don't know. I can't imagine his trade value was high. All right, guys, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Thank you all for hanging out. Thanks for joining me tonight. Uh, there will be a Broad Street Hockey Radio episode for you recorded tomorrow. We are finally back with the flagship show, uh, wrapping up this road trip, talking about all that, and then I will be back again tomorrow night right here after the Capitals game. And i got to just say to you, if you're looking for somewhere to watch this Capitals game, I cannot think of a better place to watch it than at Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. That's right, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. It's the best bar at the whole Jersey Shore. It's one of my favorite bars anywhere to watch a game because it's a hockey bar because the owner is a hockey fan. How many places can you say, like, that's a great place to watch a hockey game? Fitzpatrick's is one of those places. Uh, it's awesome. The food is great. Get that pork sandwich. Get that pork sandwich. Get that pork sandwich. Uh, but awesome beer selection. The staff is wonderful. All the servers and bartenders are awesome. They always have a cold sequence waiting for me when I walk in. They'll treat you the same way because that's the kind of atmosphere it is. It is a cool place to watch a game, hang out with the pals, do whatever, go out to dinner, whatever you're trying to do. Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern right there in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. Can't put it over enough. All right, that's all the time for real this time. Uh, thanks for hanging out. I'll be back tomorrow. You'll get a bunch of content tomorrow right there on that podcast feed. So if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Broad Street Hockey, wherever podcasts are found, hit subscribe. You'll get so much delivered to you. It's unbelievable how much content we produce. Broad Street Hockey, that's it. Thank you all. Have a great week, everybody.